comes the king. Oh yeah. Welcome to Kicking It With The King with your host, Jay, the Basement King Grunberg. Join us as the king talks electrical contracting, electrical business management, as well as electrical installations, and so much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Kicking It With The King. Oh yeah. What up, what up, everybody? I am your host, Jay the Basement King Grumberg, and thank you for joining me on today's episode of Kicking It With The King, where we're going to continue on the road of opening your own business, right? We talked about how, what it takes to open your own business, you know, meeting what the state requirements are, you know, doing all that stuff, right? Now, now we've done that. We've got the license in hand. We're an electrical contractor officially. Sweet. Sweet. Okay. Now here in Colorado, what you have to do once you've created this um, business is you're definitely going to want to have a business account with your local banker. And most likely you've already did that during the process of opening your own business. Um, but now you're going to transfer everything over into that bank account when it comes to business. So any incoming and receiving or outgoing will go through, will funnel through that uh, bank. So talk, sit down with your bank people, figure it all out, try to get the lowest rates on any type of um, cash flow accounts. Um, and, th and that's something we'll go over later, later. It took me a few years to establish the credit to be able to apply for a cash flow so we'll talk about that later we don't want to go too far but you want to establish a relationship with a bank okay and most likely it's probably going to be the same one that you have your personal account with easy to transfer over boom boom pretty simple um ours is u.s bank we love u.s bank um, they've they've treated us really well okay got that out of the way now Whatever city that you're working in or you plan to work in, hopefully you have the work, um, you need to register your electrical contractor's license with them. So that's what we do. We Let's say we're working in Aurora, Aurora, Colorado. We go down, we call the, uh, the building department with the Aurora building department or we go online. Usually I think we email them actually. We, we only call if we have issues. Plus, good luck getting a hold of anybody from the building departments during the business hours. They are just jam-packed with calls. I mean, I'm not saying it, it's on their end that they can't won't return your call, but it's hard to get in to talk to somebody. Um, so pretty much just email them if you can. Email them in your information. They review it approve it, get in the system, you're good to go. That's, again, assuming you have work in their jurisdiction because you want to be able to pull permits, right? So simple. We have a basement finish we're going to do for a contractor. And he says, hey, I, I need to attach your, your business to, you know, your name to my um, contractor's permit. Okay, cool. Do it. Well, in order for him to do it, you have to be um, up to date, 
with the state with you or with that city with your license so that that's what that all takes place and plus maybe maybe you do a, a service change out and it has nothing to do with the contractor homeowner anything like that pulling an electrical permit for a project that you're going to do yourself or a kitchen remodel um and there's no gc you're just doing the electrical so you want to you you want to make sure that you're licensed and insured and registered in that city the license and insured you have but you want to make sure that they receive that information so it's all up to date and usually they renew it every year how they you figure out a lot of times for us we end up the the contractor goes hey just so you know you are your license has expired or you know your certificate in that city has expired your one year's got uh came up and you know gone can you submit your information cool got it boom on it send it over next thing you know they we're, we're back active we work in man i want to probably say like 15 different jurisdictions i mean it's a lot man we cover a lot so in order for us to keep up with 15 some people say oh, i'll get a calendar you know there's ways to do it the simplest way for us to do it is just to um have the city remind us you know when we're doing a project in their jurisdiction and, and it's expired we just renew it okay Got that over with. Boom. Easy. So uh, pretty much what that means is get all your information lined up, have it in a folder, uh, whatever document form and send it over. That way you're just boom, 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 boom. Every Because usually all the jurisdictions require the same information. Just have it set up in a package deal. Send it over. Bam. You're, you're ready to go. Get a good insurance um, individual too. Um, our insurance lady is the bomb. She's awesome. She just comes through for us every single time. No questions asked. When she goes on vacation, she lets us know who um, her primary contact is while she's out of town. If we have any issues, and it is just, it's amazing. It's amazing. Got her through a guy who I used to do work with, and we kind of fell off. But, you know, out of that relationship, the best thing that happened to us was um, our insurance lady. Super awesome. Okay. Got that out of the way. Now, and to be honest with you guys, the paperwork side of running a business is so tedious. And it can that's that's what sucks up your time. I'm just I'm just gonna flat out say it, man. That sucks up a lot of your time. Okay. You're a single guy, not single guy, I'm sorry, single individual working for your company, right? You're the sole owner. Maybe you and your wife owns the business, kind of like myself and my wife own the business. Um, but obviously, you know, I'm out there working. And in the beginning, I was working a lot, Monday through Sunday. Um, long hours, 10 to 12 hour days at times. So, you know, you, you get there at 7, you leave at 5... You get home by 6, 6.30, depending on traffic and what part of town you're in. And all of a sudden, you have a ton of receipts. you got to worry about the schedule tomorrow. you got to worry about material. You have all this stuff going on that pertains to the projects that you're either dealing with now or you have to deal with tomorrow. Where does all the accounting come in? Where does all the billing come in? Where does 
Oh my goodness, you guys. I couldn't I couldn't imagine where I would be without my wife. Um being the accountant, HR, you know, estimator, just everything. She she does it all besides install. That that's what we and, and she did. She was my first apprentice. But with that being said, you know, when if you don't have that individual, which in the beginning we we didn't um, you know, I didn't. And until it just got overwhelming for us when she was working her job and I'm working the electrical. And then we both try to do the financial side of it, the HR side of it. And it was, it, it just, oh my goodness, 24 hours in a day just wasn't enough. It, you just couldn't get it done. So... She stopped her job, came on on board, and and you know it's it was history ever since. And you know we're still working late hours, guys. It, it doesn't stop. It just doesn't. It never stops. If you if if you're okay with just being a one man shop, maybe you can do it yourself. But as you grow and continuously grow within the company and within your cities and state, whatever you need help and and it's a lot okay kind of went off on the off off in left field as far as that portion of it um you're working a lot you just you just really are you're working a ton and then when you get home you have to you know eat dinner take a shower real quick and then get right back on the grind it's it's tough man i mean being a small business owner is it's it's not always peaches and cream guys it it's tough work there's there's a reason why there's a lower percent of owners and a higher percent of workers it just is workers no matter what level you are yes you go home with a little bit of of stress and and you know you got to decompress from your job but you do get to go home and kind of let it go um business owners you never let it go you never ever ever let it go you just you just don't it's it's because it's yours you created something you're invested in it your life your family's life your legacy everything is based on what you put in to the business so it's a lot and you know you 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 just have a lot on your on your plate. Um, you know, you got to go out and get the work. You know, we we I talked to you guys about how to start the business. Pretty simple. You can do it while you work for someone else. You can do it. You can always have a business. You know, it doesn't mean you got to be full time on it. But you have to. You know, you have to. If if you want to proceed with running off your license you're gonna have to do something right i mean if if you don't if you don't want to work for what they call the man anymore and you want to make the big bucks and work for yourself you're you're gonna have to put in the time you know what i mean you're not just working a nine to five anymore you're you're committed you're working around the clock monday through sunday um, especially in the beginning years where, where you establish, you know, they say that it takes a business three to five years to really know, to really become profitable and really know if it's something, 
you, if, if you've done it for five years, you've so-called made it. Okay, cool. Five years is a long time, man. I went to schooling at IEC for four. God, that's that seemed like an eternity. I mean, dude, it was it was a lot of schooling. And it was only once a week. When you start your business, you're working seven days a week. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, guys, that it can't happen. That's not what I'm saying. There's, there's plenty of business owners out there and, and plenty of you that are listening that have been business owners, that are business owners, or that will become business owners. It just flat out. And, and I'm hope, and I hope I can give you some type of insight and help you grow your business. That, that's what I'm doing. I'm not here to, I'm, I'm here to encourage, not discourage. I'm just letting you know, man, it's, it's a different ball game. You know, it's not, it's not, Hey man, I'm going to start my own business. So I don't have to answer to nobody. <sighs> okay. Good luck with that. You have to answer to everybody. You have to answer every phone call that comes in. One, it could be a, a client. You miss a phone call. You miss a project. You miss a project. You miss a meal. You miss a meal, you're you're hungry. You know what I mean? Flat out, like you you have to get this work, unless unless for some reason you took over a contract for somebody or you bought out a business who had a ton of work, and you're flown right into it. Usually, you have to go find work, and doing a side job here, there. That's cool. You know, five hundred bucks to swap out a ceiling fan, sweet. How many ceiling fans are you going to swap out a day, right? Well, it just depends. And then also when you go into these uh, thumbtacks, um, home advisors, um, any kind of networking, a community network, maybe an HOA network where you guys sit down once a month and and everybody kind of swaps business cards, you know, um, th those things, guess what? You're investing in those. You think people are just going to give you business for free? It doesn't work that way. They're, they're, they're running a company too, right? So you got Thumbtack, which you generate 10 leads a month, and it brings home five grand. Well, on those 10 leads, depending on how much you pay per lead, that five grand kind of goes down a little bit, right? So, and, and if you do 10 leads and you pay for 10 leads, but you don't get the job, and I'm not saying this is with Thumbtack, some of them, I believe it was home advisors, you're, you're paying for the lead, and if you don't get the project, you, you still have to pay for it. Okay, do that five to 10 times. Be in the hole 600 bucks. See, see where that takes you. And, that, and that's in a matter of a month. So... When, when you're starting up a business, you you really, and, and you're going into it for yourself now. You're working full time for yourself. You're done with the weekend side work. Or maybe or maybe you start with the side work or what you'd call side work. Maybe it's just, just small part time. Let's call it part time because it's not side work anymore. When, when you're working for yourself and your business, you it's not side work. You know what I mean? You, you have to distinguish that that is what you're doing. That's, that's now you're part time for yourself and... Full-time for someone else, that's running two jobs. That's typical. I mean, right now, every household pretty much has to have two jobs. We do. We work both jobs. It just so happens that my wife and I work for the same company. But we both have a job. We both bring home income. And then on top of that, the business brings home an income too, right? That's the icing on the cake. 
Um, but you you have to start somewhere. So now you're working part time. Now you build up a little bit of savings in your business side of of um, the account. You know, you, maybe you've reached out to some supply houses. You've opened up what we call a line of credit, LLC with them. And it might it might be small, right? Hey, twenty five hundred bucks, five grand, whatever it is. I'm telling you guys, these are the things that you need to do. These are the steps that you need to take. And you can take these steps before you start really going hard at it, but they're gonna some of them require income. How much are you making? You know, in order to give you a line of credit, or they might just start you off at the at the lowest. Okay, well that's cool. You know, just like anybody else, you, you have to start at the bottom and grow your way up. So call around, hit the supply houses, hit the cost pluses, the CESs, the rec sales, the CEDs, the um, Blazers, the Crescents, the Home Depots, the Lowe's, the um, Menards, the Aces, what, what, whatever, whatever direction you're going or whatever calling on the supply houses you get, you, you have opportunity to go to them. Get your foot in the door with these guys, you know, um, and establish that relationship. And as you continue continuously growing with these guys, you'll you'll get better deals. You'll you'll probably almost get an inside sales guy, especially if you're doing a lot of work with them. And try to get on better pricing, because over the counter price, I can tell you, man, Home Depot over the counter price, whoo, they're up there, but they're also open. Seven days a week. They also have what the other suppliers don't have. Well, right now, good luck piecing anything together, any project together from one supplier. Not happening. It just isn't happening. But you can get most of the stuff. And on a Saturday and Sunday, when the other suppliers only work maybe maybe a Saturday, half a day on Saturday, and that's it. Lowe's and Home Depot, boom, they're open. Ace, they're open. So... That's why they're able to, you know, sell their product at what they sell it at. And if you haven't listened to any of my other podcasts, make sure you go listen to them because I, I talk about Home Depot um, or maybe it's my social media, TikToks, Instagrams, things like that. The Basement King 1-2, go follow me on those platforms. Um, you'll hear me talk about like the bedroom. You know, I use Home Depot's bedroom. And, you know, you got to spend $1,500 or at least have a quote for enough product that equals $1,500. And then they'll start, you know, seeing what they can do to knock it down. Well, I've, I've been pretty successful the last few months because I was able to increase my line of credit with them. I was able to get an inside sales guy who gets back to me ASAP. I mean, the guy's on it. Robert? Oh, pff, dude, awesome guy. You know what I mean? These guys are these guys are are wanting to work with you. They're wanting to save you money. But you get a guy over the counter who just is there because he just got hired or because they need a spot to fill, you're paying premium price and that doesn't matter where you go to. You're you're going to pay that price. Um so, you know, establish yourself, get the work coming in. Figure out how you're going to fund these jobs. Is it going to be, you know, in the beginning, are you 
are you going to go, hey guys, I, I can work, but I can't I, I can't supply any material. You know, I'm just gonna charge for my labor. I did that. I had a, a basement company who they supplied all my material. You know, they just did all the cable, all the nail on boxes, all the uh, supports and straps, the nail plates, the breakers, the cabinets, the enclosures, everything. Every piece of material was already on site. And I'll be honest with you, it was a contractor that they had. <laughs> they, they had a lot of the materials from a previous job. And they brought it to the next one with them. And then they brought it to the next one. And that's how they were able to keep their cost down too for material. Because now if, if I'm providing material, a lot of times I mark it up. I mean, that's just part of a, a business making profit. You know, is markup on the material. Well, when you're providing the material, I'm not going to mark up the material on my own company. I mean, I'm not doing it, right? You, you get it at... At what you get it at. Well, that that's that was that worked great for me as as a new contractor in my first year or two. I love doing work when it was just labor, and I don't know what my labor rate was back then. Maybe it was, dude, it was like thirty five, forty bucks an hour to to begin with, and then it gradually grew. Now my guys residential, they're a hundred bucks an hour. You know, and now we have service. Fees, but we've we've also grown too. We have overhead and and everything's obviously now is the inflation and the economy's just kind of gone through the roof. So you got to keep up with it. But even now, even now, if you can get in with a contractor who provides all the material, do it. I mean, if they're willing to pay you what rate you're offering them, th dude, take it. I mean, take it. Because material fluctuates so much that regardless, you're you're not going to get the best pricing, especially when you start off. You're just not going to do it. You you don't have enough. You don't have enough cash flow or enough um, in the bank, enough money, pretty much to to do it. You just you just don't. Um, it's it's hard to do. So if a contractor offers that, take them up on it right away. Um, and most likely you're going to work for yourself for a while until you can hire somebody. And that will be the, the next episode we talk about. When is the right time to hire somebody? But for now, you've started your business. You're leaving. You're either working part-time on the weekends or after hours for your business to build up enough um, build enough funds to start you know, funding projects fully to where you can go full-time. Make sure you're paying yourself. And... And make sure you're filling the schedule, you know, on, on the next episode, next few episodes, we're going to talk about, you know, when's it, when is it good to hire somebody and then also keeping the schedule full, when, is, when to say no, things like that. Um, right now, we're just kind of getting into, okay, when is it time to, you know, maybe, maybe do the part-time thing as you're working for someone else because, you know, you, you don't want to give up your your bread basket you don't want to give up the money that's coming in that, that's your main squeeze when you're ready to switch over to working for yourself full-time you got to keep that schedule going seven days a week guys i mean you're, you're working hard 
um, a lot of a lot of loss. You know, when when you're working for somebody, you're using their material. If there's mistakes, they're paying you to fix it. You're on hourly rate. If you run a, you know, six home runs, and they're all the wrong size cable, they're they're either gonna get rid of you, but you've already got paid to do it. And then they're going to go behind behind you and fix it, or they're going to have you fix it, and they're going to have to pay you to fix it. Well, when you're working for yourself, you don't get paid to go back and fix it, unless it was an error on, on, on the other person's mistake on their side of things. But usually you don't get paid to go back and fix it, so you're, you're going to lose a little bit too. And I've been in business now going on nine years, and you know that's why it's called profit loss, man. You... you you lose some as, as a business owner, you're, you're going to lose some and that's okay. That's, that's part of, part of the, um, part of, you know, working for yourself, making the big bucks. So, Hey guys, hopefully you learned something. Appreciate you guys sticking around with me. We've kind of been going a little longer than expected on these last episodes, just trying to give you guys as much knowledge as I can. So, Thank you for kicking it with the king. I really do appreciate it. Until next time, stay safe and God bless. Peace. Oh yeah, here comes the king. Oh yeah, you've been listening to the most electrifying podcast on the internet. Kicking it with the king. Jay the Basement King Grunberg. Make sure you subscribe. Oh yeah, we'll see you next time on Kicking It with the King.